0: Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and today we are going to address one of the core chief complaints. I'm going to give you an approach to chest pain. You really need to pay attention today, it's really important, guys. In this episode, there is one thing about chest pain that I need you to understand. If you exclude the GI causes of chest pain, the most important of those being esophageal rupture. There are only six remaining cardiopulmonary causes of chest pain that you need to know because they are life-threatening. These are the six can't-miss diagnoses. There's two cardiac causes, acute coronary syndrome and pericarditis. There's two pulmonary causes, pneumonia and pneumothorax. And then there's two vascular causes pulmonary embolism, and aortic dissection. And a disclaimer, before we get started, I'm not going to be going through OPQRST and telling you to get a thorough medical history and listen to the patient's heart and their lungs. I'm not going to be doing any of that in this episode. We are instead going to be doing a five-step approach specifically for chest pain. These are the five specific things for chest pain that you need to do on every Chest pain patient. So let's get started. The first step, and this is critical, you absolutely must hit what are called the CMS core measures. CMS stands for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and it is a government organization that sets the bare minimum standard of care at your hospital. And your hospital is going to lose. Lots of money if you mess this up, and you might lose your job. You need to be very good at these core measures. And for chest pain, there's two core measures set by CMS. The first is that you need to get an EKG to rule out STEMI within 10 minutes of that patient entering the department. A lot of time... This is just going to be done right out in triage, and you're going to see attendings signing EKGs around the department. And all they're doing is saying no STEMI because this is something that hospitals lose points on all the time, EKG within 10 minutes. And then number two, you need to give aspirin to every single patient with even mildly concerning chest pain unless it's contraindicated because they have an allergy. Then you don't have to. Then you can focus on your history and your physical exam. Now, of the six royal cardiopulmonary causes of chest pain, there are two that are the king and the queen. So in step two, I want you to look for the king. And the king is acute coronary syndrome. Now, if you look at the literature, and I don't care if it's tentanelles or rosins, whatever, there are four findings that have a huge positive predictive value for acute coronary syndrome. And these are your four findings. Does the pain radiate to the right shoulder? Is the patient not just nauseated, but is the patient actually vomiting? Are they having any pain that is getting worse with exertion and gets better when they rest? And is the patient sweating? Then... For extra credit points, I need you to look up this hot off the press topic. It is called the HEART score, H E A R T. I'm not gonna go into it in detail, but it is awesome and it tells you if your patient does not have acute coronary syndrome. And trust me, your attendings are reading about this right now. This is very current literature and I just thought you might want to know. Then, step three. Now, you've looked for the king, so you're going to look for the queen. Are they at risk for pulmonary embolism? There are four risk factors from their history that you specifically need to ask about for this. Has the patient recently had surgery? Do they have cancer? Have they ever, 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 ever had a blood clot? And are they coughing up blood? And then again, some more extra credit points. Look up this hot topic. It is ultimate pimpage material. It is called the Wells Score and the PERC rule, P-E-R-C, PERC. And it tells you if your patient does not have a pulmonary embolism. And your attendings have absolutely, I guarantee you, have read about this. They know about this. And they will drill you on this at some point. So you just probably want to have read about that beforehand. Just trust me. Now in step four, and you're not going to see this in any of the other textbooks, this is my secret little gift for you, a secret weapon for your clerkship, a way where you can score some hard-earned points. Ask the patient if they've had a previous cardiac catheterization, and then if possible, find a copy of that catheterization report, print it out, highlight it, and just get it ready for your patient presentation, okay? You are going to get So many points. You're going to look like a rock star. If you're presenting your patient to your attending, and then at the end of your presentation, you're going to hand them a previous cath report, they are going to be so impressed. Do this. Step number four, get that cath report if it's out there, because these are easy bonus points that you can get on your clerkship. And then step five, your final step, you need to test for your six causes of chest pain if you suspect them from your history. So let's say you suspect one of the cardiac causes, acute coronary syndrome or pericarditis. Maybe the pain's really positional, or as we talked about before when we were talking about looking for the king, maybe they're vomiting a lot or it radiates to the right shoulder. The test that you get for cardiac causes of chest pain is a troponin, and the troponin starts to elevate about four hours after that cardiac chest pain starts, and it is a very important test. If you are concerned about pulmonary causes of chest pain, such as pneumonia or pneumothorax, maybe the patient is coughing or very short of breath or they have a fever, you need to get a chest x-ray. And if you are suspecting a vascular cause of chest pain, like pulmonary embolism, as we talked about before with those risk factors, or aortic dissection, maybe the pain is just really sharp and radiating through to their back, you need to get a CT angiogram. Those are the three tests that you need to know, in addition to the EKG that you already got right when they came into the department, and you have already given them aspirin as well. So, I mean, that's pretty much your whole plan right there. That is it. That is your five-step approach to chest pain. CMS core measures. Look for the king. Look for the queen. Print out that old catheterization report, and then run one of those three tests. Now, here's an extra credit. I know some of the sharp med students out there are thinking about this right now, and they're saying, wait, Zach, wait, 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 wait. What about D-dimer? Okay, I love D-dimers. I'm glad you asked. D-dimer is a way where you can help your patients not get irradiated constantly. If you have a patient and you are suspecting one of those vascular causes of chest pain and you want to get a CT angiogram of them, If you don't have very high suspicion, and you just have a low suspicion, but you need to kind of check for it, instead of getting the CTA, get a D-dimer. And what a D-dimer does is it's very, very, very sensitive, and if it's negative, you can say, you know what, this patient doesn't have a vascular cause of chest pain because they had a negative D-dimer, and you don't need to do the CTA. Now, with that said, you can't just get D-dimers on everybody, because if you get a D-dimer, and it's elevated, you have to do the CT angiogram. And lots and lots of people have elevated D-dimers. For all I know, I've been sitting on my butt all day, I probably have an elevated D-dimer. You can't just get D-dimers on everybody because you're forced to get the CT angiogram. If you don't get the CT angiogram, one day it's going to be in court and some malpractice attorney is going to be like, you had an elevated D-dimer, but you didn't get the CT angiogram. Malpractice! Your career's over! Do you even care about your patient's So just just be very stingy with your D-dimers, only if you are really ready to get that CT angiogram, then go ahead and get it. That wraps up this episode. Remember, there are six cardiopulmonary causes of chest pain. Acute coronary syndrome and pericarditis, pneumonia and pneumothorax, pulmonary embolism and aortic dissection. If you found this podcast helpful, please mention it to another medical student. My goal is to help teach as many of you guys as possible, and I would truly appreciate you spreading the word. Otherwise, until next time, keep working hard, you guys, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.